0: You're listening to The Original Music Podcast.
1: Circle's prince will find me and take me down further than us if been. we will ride into the wind. I need to feel the earth rough on my skin. Come on when I say your name
0: I'm Brock, host of the Original Music Podcast. Thanks for joining us today for episode seven. Quick reminder that you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Original Music Podcast and on Twitter at the OMP Live. You can also find our shows on SoundCloud and uh, download them from iTunes and other places where you get your podcast shows. We have uh, a local band, Cactus Flowers, came in today to the studio for a quick interview and live performance. So uh, we'll jump right into the interview and uh, they got three songs that they were kind enough to come and perform live for us. So a special thanks to Jess, Matt, and Mark, Cactus Flowers. Okay, we are going. So I'd like to thank you for coming out. We got the, cact- is it the Cactus Flowers or just Cactus Flowers? Just Cactus just Flowers. Just Cactus Flowers, yeah. okay. You're going to have to explain what that is and, and how that name came up. But for now, can you uh, just uh, introduce yourselves?
2: Sure. Um, my name is Jessica. And I play guitar and I sing in Cactus Flowers and I do most of the songwriting. And uh, Matt,
3: um, <laughs> I play bass and I've been in the band since December, so it's it's a it's been a learning experience for me. And I haven't been playing live music in many years, so okay. So
0: you're good. the newest member? I am. Okay. All right.
4: Uh, Mark.
0: Mark. Uh, get a little closer, Mark. Let's get. Yeah. Let's, Let's get you on that mic. (laughs) Um, I'm
4: the drummer. Um, I guess I've been on her as far as the band goes a little longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: like a little longer. We met through um, a mutual friend that is a drummer. And um, I guess it was a little over like a year and a half ago. And then we just started kind of vibing because we're like, oh, you like the Black Angels? I like the Black Angels. Uh, And then Mark moved um, to Houston from Austin. Yeah, And you were at, um, where were you living at? um
4: i was um like central austin
0: were you playing music out there yes pretty active you think pretty active in in austin
4: it's pretty active yeah it's a lot going on a lot of opportunity there as well
2: and he was like around the whole hotel vegas scene which is really cool around like the psych rock right now
4: i lived and worked on sixth street which is pretty crazy for me yep because i was like the
2: youngest one in that scene okay yeah so cactus flowers like kind of originally started, I want to say, in 2014. And I had two other members in the band. And you know how it goes sometimes, like, things mm-hmm. just don't work yep. out. So um, I kind of, like, retired the band for a little bit. And then I kind of just had, like, a artist spiritual reawakening. And I wanted to explore it again and kind of get some of the songs out that have just kind of just been sitting around. And I met Mark. And then we just started playing. And then we did a live session at Steamboat Amp Works where we recorded three songs last year in May,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and, um, which was great. Except I was like, oh, great. Now I have to record the bass parts because we need to sound <laughs> a little heavier. Because we we're yeah. like, oh, we got this. Just a two-piece. And um, I was like, no, we don't have this. We need a bassist. Enter Matt. So, you know, we're kind of like old drinking buddies at poison Girls, so i oh. kind of just like was twisting his arm like week after week month after month mm-hmm. and finally he accepted my bullying and <laughs> <laughs> yeah she
3: tracked me down <laughs>
2: yeah and it was great because he loved it and then we all just just started vibing and yeah i was gonna say the vibe yeah. when
0: you get the right group it just kind of works yeah um, and
2: it, like it's been so long since i felt that since like college so i'm like this is killer so let's just it, go i
0: noticed i've played into so many different bands and noticed that you know the right people the right fit really is so important because you spend a lot of time together and a lot of times if you're not doing music for a living you're doing it because you get off of work you got practice i mean this is my, my experiences so it's like rush to get together to play music so you may not be in your best mood your best you know so it's important to those people you're with that, yeah uh, you can uh yeah, because to tolerate we, each other, maybe
2: it's true. And we really find, at least I do. I hope I'm not speaking for them as well, but like our music and practice as a release because we all do have very busy lives and we're mm-hmm. all working so hard, but music is what matters. So yeah. tell me how you got <laughs>
0: started in music, Jess.
2: Wow. Okay, so it would have been I started playing violin when I was really, really young. And um from violin, um, probably about 13. I always wanted a guitar, and my father was just like, no. Like, I actually grew up in Pasadena. I went to St. Pius V Catholic School, and we ended up moving to Ohio. And anyways, I was always pestering him. So finally, my 13th birthday, he got me an acoustic guitar, and it was right. game over from then. Like, I was <laughs> like rock and roll. But I played violin through college, Um to appease my parents. <laughs> but I always loved guitar. So when I finally got to college I was like, Oh, I'm gonna get an electric guitar, right? And yeah. then I got an electric guitar and I met some buddies and they were like all playing with pedals and I was like, What are these? you know, and then it just, you know, went off from there. From there. I really yeah. I just cool. started. <laughs> uh
0: Matt, you said you had So you're the newest member, and it's been a while since you played out live. So how did you get into music, and what were you doing uh, before, music-wise?
3: Well, I bought a guitar when when I had my first job, so I guess I was 17. Um, And I just pretty much taught myself chords and would go online and learn songs that I liked, by groups that I liked, Sure, just kind of taught myself that way. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, I picked up being able to like pick up things from hearing it I'm like oh okay this must be you know yep. melodies and stuff and
0: kind for, of a cool feeling when you when you realize you can do that yeah, yeah. it really
3: is uh, and um, even to this day i'm still able to kind of do that if i can like really hear it good enough mm-hmm. so i started on guitar and then i got a bass guitar and um i never really had any plans of forming a band i always thought i would just make music and just release it or you on know, your own yeah mm-hmm. and I was living here in two thousand and one, and a couple years after that, uh, I met some guys that I was working with, and they had a band going and they needed uh, somebody <laughs> to play bass, to live play bass and keyboards as well okay and so I, I started uh, with that group that was the Watermarks, and that, that was back in three or four and I was with them for about a year until I met my uh, fiance at the time uh-huh. <laughs> And then you know you know how that goes. Beyond,
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yes, that and kids changes everything. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I moved away, and that didn't work out. And I kind of took a break from music and all that stuff for a while. Um, but it was always writing, writing e- either music or words or whatever, mm-hmm. and just just kind of you know messing around and. Time flew by, and then all of a sudden, uh, Jessica's here asking me, hey, uh, so you, you play music, right? And I go, yeah, I do. And so she nailed me down, like she said earlier. And <laughs> it's, it's been good, because... If it
2: kind of was for both of y'all. If it's, yeah. up to, yeah,
3: <laughs> if it's up to me, you know, I don't really do anything, so... Uh, le- le- <laughs> oh, my le- Lord. Leave it, leave it to a woman who uh, you know, t- who can get shit done, kick-started. So... I, I thank her for that. <laughs> That's Aww. awesome. Aww, Mark, same thing. Um,
0: so, so did you grow up in Austin? Uh, no, I was born and raised here in Houston. In Houston, okay. Yeah. Then
4: I moved to Austin after I graduated high school, 2012, and uh, to play music. And uh, yeah, I've just been doing that. And then about a year ago, uh, or when was it? It that was like a year and a half ago. Something like
2: that. But were you in any bands in
4: Austin? Yeah, I was in a couple bands. Which one? Um, yeah, so 2012, I formed this band through Craigslist, the buddy of mine that I was mutual friends with, and uh, his name was Levi, and uh, he owned a light projection company type mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we formed a band called the Electric Wildebeest Following, and it was just like a bunch of people that I knew, and um, everyone played different instruments, and I it was the like. Name. <laughs> Yeah, it was, a, it was very interesting and very psychedelic too. So uh-huh. it was also a thing. And you were playing drums?
0: Yeah. You were doing drums. Yeah,
4: but there's a bunch of other instruments like maracas and tablas and sitar and all that stuff. Yeah, shit. Jess was just about to ask how many members, how big the Oh, the, it was like a bunch. It just like a bunch of people just came like in. whoever like, show up with yeah. an instrument unless it's yeah. that. That's it's the type cool. of, yeah. yeah. Nothing was structured. It was improvised and experimental and it was like really cool.
0: I would I That's always funny. think I want to try that, but then my cont- the control freak inside of me thinks that uh it's hard to be able because
4: there wasn't structure, like sometimes uh-huh. we didn't know like how to approach certain situations and
1: shit.
2: Yeah, so. like when I was in college I um was playing in a three piece band and um with a bassist and a drummer and we were tight, loving it. And then um, you know, we wanted to do something a little bit more experimental, so we did a, a noise band so we called it Penchant. That's and true. then it ended up t- turning into like an experimental, like eight piece, nine piece. Uh-huh. And then, uh, yeah, not so much. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even want to end the story. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, well, I'm sure fun. something like
0: that, it starts out really cool. And like, yeah, hey, so I've done that before with some friends, and we're working on a song, and they're like, you know what would be great on this is like a saxophone. And then someone's like, oh, I know someone who plays saxophone. Yeah. And then you start, th- the next thing you know, you're trying to organize this, and we just, we, we rarely, if, able to all get together at the same time anyway yeah, yeah. how would you, how would you describe uh cactus flowers music See, if is, you had to that
2: is the question right because so we just started playing live in um april and we've played four shows and i'm always curious to ask people that because i hate asking that question i'm sure every artist says that but i guess if you would ask me it would be psychedelic shoegaze and kind of garage yeah yeah
0: okay yeah so who what are your influences
2: um definitely the black angels Mm -hmm. um florence and the machine more for my writing okay yeah and um pj harvey all around for everything else <laughs> yeah how have
0: your influences changed over the years did you i mean when you first started out you're playing violin then you went to acoustic so what were your influences back then was it you know. i know people tend to change as they start to switch from one instrument to another
2: yeah i um always have been open to listening to new music and new bands and I don't ever try to limit myself with my songwriting like the music that I write and we perform for Cactus Flowers um, is not the only style of music I like to write um okay. there was a long time when I was younger and I was like I need to sound like this so I'm just going to mm-hmm. I want to sound like this and I'm only gonna sound like this and I was writing all these other things and I was just like Garbage. And I was like, why? Like, I love expressing myself. Uh Like, I love psychedelic rock. I love hip hop, you know? Like, I love pop music. I love old school country. Like, so. I don't ever want to limit myself to anything. So I've always been open to like new influences. Um, But I do always find myself always kind of going back to this kind of like Northern California Mm -hmm. psychedelic vibe. Cause that's kind of where I went to college and around a lot of the musicians that I kind of learned like to just be open to playing rock music Mm -hmm. as a female.
0: How did, uh, the the sound how did the cactus flower's sound change with the addition because you had previous other members did what did you notice or did you did you try and to say here here's what we sounded like before can you guys just play or did they kind of bring their own sound their own feel to to the music
2: so i always like the i think the best thing about playing with a new musician and like knowing seeing if it'll work is like when mark and i sat down i don't think i don't know if you remember this but he was like, what do you want me to play? Uh And I was like, play whatever feels right.
4: (laughs) Yeah, well, that's how (laughs) we became friends. It was a common interest. Yeah. So it was just like, that that makes it easier because you kind of have... And the thing is
2: like, Mark, because we have so many of the same, like, musical psych band influences. Like, one of the first bands that we really, like, bonded over was the Entrance Band and the drumming on that. And I think Mark just has, like, this style of, like, psych drumming that I feel like sometimes my songs, like, can be very simplistic as they're written, and if, like, teaching them... To Matt, I'm like, okay, this song's gonna be easy. It goes like this boom, boom, (laughs) boom. But like when you add the layers of the effects and everything onto it, the the whole song just takes form. Sure. And that's how like Mark's able to just do all these different things with kind of the same line. And I really appreciate that. And the same with um, Matt, too.
0: So, Matt, you were playing keyboards as well so with cactus yeah. flowers do you do keyboards or not, are you just doing not bass not yet because i'm thinking <laughs> i know that you like pedals and mm-hmm. what pedals can do and i'm thinking keyboards mm-hmm. i mean it's just i have yeah. a few sitting here and i i know you just you can get into you can get lost in you just know, the I twisted sound his
2: arm this far i've only got the other arm to twist a little uh-huh. bit more <laughs> and uh,
3: <laughs> so next couple of
0: shows you might as well get your keyboard ready i, I might yeah
3: <laughs> yeah I, it, it would be cool to throw in some synth sounds um I've always been into keyboards, bands that had a keyboard player. I was, I'm a big prog rock uh, kind of guy, and I'm a big Bowie fan. So, oh yeah, okay. that that Berlin period is kind of where I like kind of get my inspirations from as mm-hmm. far as keyboard goes. And bass, uh, as far as uh, that goes, I'm I'm a big New Order, Cure, Joy Division, you know, kind of fan. So. Were you at the concert recently? Hell yeah! Okay, <laughs> it, was, it was awesome.
2: The magazine, so good.
0: <laughs> I heard it was, I had a, uh, a couple of friends who went. I heard it was
3: really, really good. So P- uh, Peter Hook is awesome. Yeah, he's better than the rest of that uh, <gasps> New Order band. Make those oh, statements. Gosh. Yeah.
2: Gosh, mic drop.
0: <laughs> so t- talk. Uh, let's talk about your songwriting style. So you write lyrics. Yeah, you write lyrics. Mark, I'm sorry, I'm paying you like you guys can see me, but Jess writes lyrics. Matt, you mentioned writing lyrics. Mark, are you a- No, I just... No? no, no. Drums? <laughs> yeah, just my okay. hand does
4: everything. You
2: know, so far I've written all the lyrics, but I'm so open to like writing songs with Matt. And that's kind of, I think, the next, um, you know, where we're going to go with Cactus Flowers. We have mm-hmm. this live um, recordings that we did at Steamboat with me and Mark Um and it's three songs. They're online for free on Bandcamp right now, okay. and we have them. Um, they're about to go through the whole Spotify, Amazon, iTunes nice, thing. Cool. They're in the TuneCore like queue right now. You about check it, to like, get it. You're checking it in. nonstop oh my my God, to see when it's going to be on every there. Day, yes. I'm like I cannot wait for I it to that get feeling. there. I know that feeling. Yep. But um, after that, we're going to record because we have about twelve or we have about twelve songs mm-hmm. like that really solid that we want to record. And then I think after that, and always continuing to write, we'll probably do a lot of songwriting cool. together. Yeah. All right.
0: So I know Mark says he, he doesn't write, but I've worked with so many bands, and the drummer, a lot of times, well, the drummer's like, oh, I, I don't write, I just just tell me what you want to play. But That's, then they always uh, no. sneak in with something, and they come in with good stuff. He Michelle's, makes the my whole song. She he knows makes- Jay, our drummer, he... He can come up with it, he hears things, and he's like, this, 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 and it's like, that's the perfect thing for the song, you know? And then the person who's writing the lyrics is is jotting down the notes, so the drummer has a way of just kind of shaping that song. Drums and bass, I always find drummers and bass players. Uh, And it's funny, because a lot of times, bass players are kind of pretty quiet. Um, But they have so much to offer in the, band, in the in the song when it comes to putting the songs together
2: So we were doing um a band practice um Thursday and I was like I got this new song I want to play it for y'all and um I was really excited about the lyrics so I wrote the lyrics first and then I was like trying to figure out the guitars and I I was really like I wanted to make it sound really heavy before I like showed the guys right you mm-hmm. know you got to be cool in front of the guys For sure yeah You know so I figured it all out like laid it on them and then um like Mark hits it with like, oh... I know what I'm going to play and it's just like oh, he just nails the drums like he just <laughs> nails it and then this one sneaks in on the bass and he's got like this chorus pedal and I'm like what is that and I was like so they may be quiet but I love their writing and th- what they add to every song is so different and just it really like it's all about the song at the end of the day yes. like it's about the art and the song and what does the song need not what do I want it to have like what does it need
0: I'm thinking for you so I know the feeling because I've written music and done music by myself for years and I, I tend to be kind of isolate myself when I'm doing music a lot of times but then when you get together with people and they start putting parts and then you're like oh, that's it it's it's such a good feeling to hear other people put parts into a song that you've written that all I've ever done is played with acoustic guitar and now all of a sudden I'm hearing bass and drums and, and other parts of it so uh, to hear it grow and to, and to listen to the music has got to be a great feeling mm-hmm Uh, When you're writing, are you following... um, Do you try to follow some type of pattern, verse, chorus? I know I I sent you a couple of notes on possible questions. So is that important to you? Do do you just let the song do its thing? Um, You
2: know, as as an artist, as a songwriter, I just, you know, let it all come out. So I write poetry. I try to write something every day. As a writer, I think that that's very important because when you stop writing kind of get in like a funk and a block like even sure. if it's like two sentences a day mm-hmm. um but no like sometimes like i'll just the song will just come like or a stanza will come and then i'll sit down and write this the rest sometimes i'll just be playing melodies and then i'll just like feel something and then i write to what i'm feeling in the song so okay. i and the chorus bridge like some of the songs i guess have like kind of like a Verse, chorus, verse, chorus. But I never really stayed in. Tried to stay in that, Mm -hmm. and especially now, um, playing with these guys, it's really cool to jam out the songs. Yep, and really experiment with all my different pedals because I love pedals, and I'll never stop (laughs) loving pedals, and I'll probably have way too many like forever. But um, yeah. You just gotta let the, the song take form. How many how many be. songs
0: uh, do you guys think you're gonna have time for today? What what is our, our cutoff time?
2: Um well, we both have to go to work later. So I think we're thinking three songs. Okay. So on what are the, our, what are the names of the So of the first of um, the going to the Redwood to the Redwood song the going to the Swimming Through the Sea of the And of the third of the think of the going to the Turquoise Prince.
0: So let's go ahead and jump into a song now. Uh, You guys were generous enough to bring some of your equipment over, and we're going to try and do uh, some live recordings here in the studio. So first song is going to be?
2: Redwood Siren.
0: All right, let's take a listen. So talk about the song Redwood Siren. Is that a new one? Is that an old one? Is that... Uh...
2: Um. So it's funny because we, Mark and I, we are going to be playing a show and um, probably two weeks before this show, this song just kind of just, I just started writing these verses and then we wrote it and then we played it at the show. But for me, Redwood Siren is, you know, I have this hard time connecting with people And I feel that um, in the song, there's kind of, like, this folklorist, like, siren that's just trying to connect with everyone and be with everyone, but she's so hurt by everyone in this world because no one can see, like, what she's trying to do, so she just retreats back to, like, the redwood forest to just be, like, around, like, whatever is natural, but she still wants to connect with everything, but she has to, like, protect herself and just go back to the woods.
0: (laughs) That's good because the next question was about what, when you're writing a song, what you're wanting that listener to feel or are you trying to target, you're trying to send them some type of message?
2: Yeah, so, I, my name is Jessica Anastasia Murillo, and I go by usually Jessica AM. And how that came to me, um, well, one of my friends in college gave it to me, but AM is kind of like the sunshine. So I'd like to think that like, or hope that I could bring everyone like sun and light in the world. And I try to do that through my songwriting. So when I think about Writing a song, I kind of envision myself as this like psychedelic majesty priestess, like trying to just help everyone and.
0: I like that. Do I like the AM thing, the sunshine, the yeah. bright. That's awesome.
2: You know, like I've not felt too comfortable to just fully go by Jessica AM yet, but maybe one day.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it works for a lot of people. Yeah, so why you not?
2: Know, you know, still working on stage fright, <laughs> so baby steps. <laughs>
0: Well, I heard some some really pop. I listened to a lot of interviews with the uh, music artists, and, and one common comment that I've heard a few of them make is that a lot of them still get nervous getting on stage, have stage fright, and they said kind of when they no longer feel that, it might be time to, to stop because probably the excitement is gone. It's that anticipation and yeah, for it to happen. So definitely. I think it's a good feeling. How do you think... This is a question for each of you, and feel free to go... Whoever wants to go first, but how do you feel being a musician... Uh, changes how you listen to music. Who wants to go first? Hang, uh, hang on a second. Hey, I'm picking up too much noise. Okay. <laughs> hungry. All right, there'll be some noise in the background. I have three hungry kids. So, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's all good. But we're going to so keep okay. rolling. Hungry. So, um, the, yeah, the question was, being a musician, uh, how that... How do you think that affects your the way you listen to music? Does I mean, it uh, make you more uh, critical? Definitely you... a lot more open-minded towards okay. a lot of music. Um,
4: I built up a lot more taste. Um, that's, that's just me. I don't know who else wants to add to that. I
3: think I was working in a record store for a while, and that really helped. I'm jealous. <laughs> that helped uh, me to um, really get into different... Um, Kinds of music like old jazz and uh, old hip hop and country and just other things and it's funny because you grow up listening to a certain you know kind of sound and these kinds of bands and then you realize there's like a shit ton of other stuff out there mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool and so once I started playing guitar and learning the songs that I liked by the bands that I loved that was cool but I was like well now what you know and so. You, you listen to Chet Atkins or, or somebody like that. And you're like, oh, I, I, there's this kind of style. I can, yep. I can learn this. I can do that. And so, yeah. <laughs> Jess,
1: hmm.
2: I think that in the past, maybe I used to be too hypercritical of like everything around me, and now I just try to be more open to being inspired. Uh-huh. I think I was. Um, I was watching uh, this interview that the lead singer from the Growlers did, and he was saying about his songwriting that um, he listens to other music, and sometimes he'll listen to something and be like, man, I can write a song way better than that. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does. And then uh, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to have that attitude. Yeah. And I'm like, I like that. Like, Florence and the Machine, she just came out with this um, new song called Hunger, uh-huh. And that just inspired me. And then Leaky Lee just had a new album that came out yesterday called So Sad, So Sexy. And just those are like, wow, Like I love all these artists. And I love that like they songwrite and they grow in their own way and they're not afraid to just be whoever they are as they that's, grow. Yeah, and that's that awesome. is something that... I love, so I'm always just going to do that.
0: Well, when Mark mentioned about being more open-minded, because usually when I ask that question, a lot of people will say that makes they they become more critical or real picky about things. Yeah. Because as a musician, you're hearing something that wasn't quite right or this was off or why did they do this chord change? And I'm thinking being more open-minded and accepting. I think because one way to look at it is since we do it, we know how hard it is and difficult it is. And I, I, you know, a lot of times people put songs out there that they're never really happy with because you can sit and uh, I'm I'm the worst one. I've got music in my computer that has been in there for years that I just don't want to put out
1: because mm-hmm. it's just
0: not right yet. Right. So it sits in there for years.
1: Yeah.
2: And one of those things I, I had to get out of that funk, too. Mm-hmm. So what I did was to challenge myself, I would write a song and then I'd play it acoustic to my computer on GarageBand Mm -hmm. and then I just put it on my SoundCloud and I just if you go to my SoundCloud right now it's all like rough recordings right but for me I'm like all right now it's out there Uh now everyone can hear it now you better finish it and clean it up you know that's an awesome way to look at it and I don't care that maybe it doesn't sound the best now because Mm -hmm. at least it's a chronicle of that song yeah and like the, all, a lot of the Cactus Flower songs, they're the rough drafts are acoustic, me singing on my SoundCloud. So like they started and then they've grown it's to what they are now. Change. And it's yep. really cool to like, mm-hmm. have a chronicle of that.
0: Cool. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, gear. So um, uh, who wants to go first and talk about their, the gear they use, uh, whether it's for recording or for performing live? Any specific gear? Well, we might do just last because we might take an hour on her
2: pedals. Oh, God. <laughs> totally.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, I, my setup's pretty basic. Uh, I only have a couple pedals, and I've slowly started to incorporate them. But um, I used to play a precision bass back in the day, and it's a little bit too thick and, you know, too a little bit too low. Um, Especially with the influences that I have, so I kind of go for more of the high sound, so right now I'm playing a squire uh Jaguar bass okay, and so it has the capability of doing a p bass uh kind of low end right but i I tend to crank up the uh active uh pickup with the uh, uh jazz bass pickup, and so I've got a, a higher end going on and it <laughs> it's 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 easier for me to hear uh that. With uh, Mark's drumming and, and uh-huh. uh, Jessica's uh, guitar, kind of cuts through a little more. It does it makes a difference. Yeah, because if it's too low, I just I just can't hear it. Yep. you know. And so yeah, um, I'm not I'm not a big like gear uh, person yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yet, I, I can be easily as far as keyboards and synthesizers go. I, I definitely am on that. But my, so what what do you have? Uh, in yeah, your what keyboard do you yeah, what do you got? Yeah, Jess wants it's to know. Uh what do you what, what <laughs> like do you, you hold back? Yeah. <laughs> I, I've got an old uh uh Korg MS uh two thousand that uh needs some attention. Uh-huh. And um I've got an old Casio SK one sampling keyboard that I actually use every day. That's uh, cool. And I used to have other things and I've sold them just because I needed the money at the time. But sure. I'm always looking around for just b- basically really simple stuff i don't i don't need a whole like workstation right um all that all that kind of deal mm-hmm. so yeah
0: cool mark um
3: well i'm using the house kit today yeah you're, but... you're actually using my
0: son's <laughs> drum so that's I'm... awesome
4: but i as far as gear that i brought there's this one symbol it's a like a 2022 20, inch bright piesty. Like okay
0: a really nice sounding symbol yep so uh, that's... I'm that's, proud to play on it. You're proud to play on that? <laughs> yeah. And what about your, your kit that you play live with, your personal kit? Uh, it's
4: just a basic kit. Yeah, uh, okay. Simple four-piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, nothing too special. Okay. But
0: it does the job. It does the job. Awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Jess?
2: Um, I used to work for Daisy Rock Girl Guitars, so I play um, Daisy Rock Guitars. Um, I have one that I got... So, Daisy Rock was also owned at one point, I think, by um, Alfred Music Publishing, and the president of that company, Ron Manis. He gave me a guitar that was in his office, and I loved it. Uh-huh. And um, it's what I love about those guitars. It's lightweight, you know, thinner sure. body profile. It really has always been easier for me to play those guitars, like like intricate lines and everything. So, but I'm blessed because this one is like pimped out, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's really nice. So um, whenever I moved back from to Houston from Los Angeles, I always have been taking my guitars over to Steamboat Amps to, like, get, get them set up. Sure. So I dropped it off over there, and they set it up, and it's really smooth. The action's great. And then pedal-wise, oh, man, I have a lot. But what I typically am using right now for Cactus Flowers is dd six. Um, that is my love. Um, the big muff, of course. My phase shifter. Um, I've got an electric mistress flange pedal. Uh-huh. And then um a Ditto two looper. We use the loop a lot. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Because um, you know, I'm not the best guitarist, but <laughs> I really try. So, uh-huh. like loop pedals are my friends.
0: You get to play riffs and kind of layer, and plus it's just yeah. three, it's just three of you guys. so yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I'm sure it comes in handy. Yeah,
2: definitely. It can be hard, you know, uh-huh. but you know, keep it tight, keep it right, and you jam it. I, I mess with
0: loopers, and I always feel like it turns me. I, I'm like. You have to be rehearsed. You have to. Yep. Um, yeah. So it, it, yeah. It, it becomes something that you got to practice at. Yep. You can't just say, I'm going to a, put a looping pedal in the song and go out and perform.
1: Yeah. Uh, not
0: when you have um, other people around you. No. <laughs> sure. Tell me about working for, you said, Daisy Rock Guitars?
2: Yeah, I worked for Daisy Rock Girl Guitars. So when I graduated um, college, I had gotten the job right out of college. I went to college in northern california at university of the pacific and i studied music management and entertainment law so i got the job as a artist relations and marketing coordinator so i moved down to la and i worked there um for a little while yeah just kind of like giving out guitars to all of the top female musicians in the industry it was definitely a dream job yeah i bet (laughs) bet you met some interesting people but, you know, I really found as a musician in Los Angeles and not being a native like Los Angeline,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, it's really hard starting a band. Like people are just like, if you're not from there, you know, yep. no. And um, if you want a band, cool. How much are you going to pay me? You know, <laughs> so it's like I really wanted to be an artist. And sure. so I left the industry and I left all that and I moved back to Houston and then um, I did music eventually, like, initially, I'm, like, kind of, like, replied to, like, a Craigslist ad, and I found yep. a bassist. We, re- we we did some gigs, like, at, like, Garden and, uh-huh. like, Deans. Um, and then he ended up moving, and then I ended up meeting someone and just doing the whole relationship thing for sure. six years. And then I was, like... Phew. You know, so out of that, you know, and then back into music, and uh-huh. thank God I've always had music. I don't know why I ever put it down. I don't think I would right. ever do that ever again. Well, in it's my always life. there waiting yeah. for you. So
0: that's the cool thank thing. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, Steamboat, so you are re- you guys recorded there. Uh, yeah. H- how did that come about? And tell so me about that again, experience. like
2: you know me, like just being like, hey, 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 poking people. So I was over at Steamboat and bugging Jake and um. His place, I don't know if you've ever been over there, but oh my goodness, he is amazing. And what they do over there, like, I think they've been open, I think they just celebrated their nine year anniversary. I'm not sure, don't quote me on that. But I've seen him since the beginning and kind of just took a house like this it was kind of completely gutted and then he like started with just like having a workshop and building like tube guitar amps okay. and then he's turned the space into like like kind of like a music storefront and then an artist lounge area and then he built a recording studio and so one day I go in the space and it's just immaculate and there's a recording studio I'm like what's up with this recording studio like yeah. how much like Can I come, like, Uh record? Like, how about a couple hours? And he was like, okay. So we booked a couple hours. And then um, I got my brother, actually. He does videography. So my brother um, filmed the session. It's on YouTube. And, um, yeah, so we just had the tracks from there. And... We've just kind of been meaning to release them, but um, was we, that
0: your first time in the studio for all of all three of you?
2: Well, Ma- Matt wasn't even in the band yet. Oh, he yeah, wasn't? Okay. I just kind of like picked up a bass and laid, laid down the tracks on okay, top you of did that. It. Yeah, um, but it was our first time. It was definitely my first time in a studio. Yeah. Um, everything's kind of like new to me right now, but yeah. it's great. It was exciting. It was a lot of fun.
1: It's cool.
0: So, do you guys rec- have your own recording gear at all? You mentioned something about GarageBand. Sometimes you fire it up. Is that you kind of mess with it at home to record ideas, or do you just do the iPhone thing? Or you know,
2: like i like do the GarageBand for like rough recordings, and I do like voice recordings and on my phone voice memos. I'm that's something I've always struggled with as a musician, and I feel like it's it's held me back because I am not a tech person. Like I just don't mm-hmm. operate like which is funny my mind because sees you like, like with music pedals. and so stuff you... and sounds and i don't get it uh-huh. you know so that's just one of those things now i'm just kind of like all right well you need to like record more so you need to like pay someone to do it then yep. which is like fine by me like, well it's it. definitely
0: nice to pay and go get it done because then you're just playing the music because i i've yeah. done where i'm recording I, I then you become like the engineer you that you're doing everything and then it's by the time you do all that stuff, when it's time to get down and perform and play, it's I think the you know, the, the feeling just kind of disappears. Yeah. So going somewhere and having someone else set the mics up, do everything and all you gotta do is play. Is is really it costs money but it really yeah, does you know, feel just, good.
2: We'll get there. No.
0: <laughs> so what are, what's uh what are some of the favorite venues that you guys have played at?
2: Oh, I mean, hands down our last gig for sure Spruce
0: Goose. Yep. Okay. Yeah,
2: that was like such a cool venue and they had like projections behind us and yes. like it just it was great.
0: That that was my first time at that place as well. I that, I saw you guys there. Yeah. So that is a perfect music venue. It's like it's a stage with the screen projector in the back. Yeah. Sound is is pretty good. It's not the best. There's a lot of other places that have invested yeah. a lot of money in sound, but it sounds really good. And it's just a room for music. You know, We got a bar in the back. So I was surprised that um, some of the artists that they've had come out there. It's really, really pretty cool. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I work um, on Main Street at Little Dipper Bar. Okay. And then I also work at Houston Watch Company, which is just off of Main on Franklin. Sure. And um, I love that there's a music venue downtown now. Yes. You know, like it is about... Time, like, not no nothing to like Nazi or, or Deans, like, they're mm-hmm. like, have been holding it down. Yeah, but like, I mean, they're killing it at Spruce Goose, and I'm just excited for people that are just like have Been coming into the bar and they're like, Hey, what shows at Spruce Goose tonight? Maybe I'll just go over there. Sure. And I'm like, You're just gonna go to a show, that's awesome! Yeah, you Houstonians city, do got, that more. I love that building, <laughs> the
0: big old, the old timbers, the windows looking out downtown right next door they to just, lock her off. Spruce I mean, come Goose, on, please get an elevator or lift or something. Yes, please. yes, please, because that was a rough night. Oof. We, we weren't anticipating that, yeah. and we brought all of our. The full gear. We had right? to haul up our gear. There. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, really I'm, tough. I
2: met, like, three Chicago boys, and I was like, can y'all help me? See, Thanks.
0: You, <laughs> see, you can do that. May not work so little for us. <laughs>
2: yeah, sorry, guys. No. <laughs> Dude, could you help
0: out? Yeah. Fuck oh, <laughs> yourself. Uh, so, well, yeah, we were cutting right through some people trying to enjoy some wine, and I think one of the guys was getting <laughs> right. irritated because we kept coming through, and, of course, we're all like, excuse me, excuse me, and, and finally... The fourth time, he just wasn't even moving his legs anymore, like like making us kind of squirm around him. Um, rude. Yeah. <laughs> Real rude. But uh, so what, what's, uh, what are the plans uh, for the future for Cactus Flowers? More recording, more playing, more songwriting? Do you guys have some upcoming shows? Yeah, uh, I,
3: I think recording is what we're going to focus on. Okay. And that, that'll be a new experience for me because mm-hmm. I've never really done that part of... Being in the band, you know, yep. um, I've just been playing parts that were written before, or I can kind of do my own, but that'll be that'll be fun. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we actually, so from the Steamboat recordings, we um, put like a little CD together. I really loved collaborating with local artists right now. So a friend of mine, Lauren, um, she put together this great artwork, and she's putting together the CD jacket. She just sent that to me like a week ago. And so our plan is we're going to do like a release show with the CD, a little vinyl sticker. I got another artist, Adam Scott, and he did this really cool artwork for a koozie. So just kind of like sell it as like a little pack Probably for, like, 10 bucks or Uh something. But just, like, a reason so we can, like, have a release show and, like, do that. So I'm trying to, like, put together the venue and, like, the bands on the lineup right now. I got a couple ideas. I don't want to say anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're definitely looking at probably, like, first couple weeks of July probably is when it's going to happen. That's exciting. Yeah. So we're really excited about that. And then, of course, after that, I mean, we just – we're trying to book as many shows as possible. But, you know, I'm I'm new to this, you know, so I – I email all these venues and then it's like no, you don't really hear anything. So it's yeah. like, all right, I gotta like get my H town hustle on and, and you do really, more. You know? Once you meet the couple <laughs> of
0: the right booking agents that pretty much do everything, that that kind of helps out, and they get to know you,
2: so right? And so I was just like, well, we'll just just keep playing. And we'll just keep, like, every... i am just been trying to go to more local shows and really just get to know, like, the city and the local musicians and sure. the scene and everything. That's the best but, way to do like, it. But, like, Mark, I mean, uh, coming from Austin, we're hoping maybe to book, like, a Austin-New Orleans gig sometime soon. That would be fun. But after the CD release, yeah, definitely the next thing is we're going to book some studio time, go in the studio and get the full length out because we are so excited to get the songs out there.
0: Sure. So, uh... Speaking of C D, let's jump into another song. What's what song do you guys want to do next?
2: Um, let's do swimming through the sea of mercury.
0: Okay. All right, now explain that name.
2: Okay, I love the story about this song. So I played with this guitarist in college for like a summer, and he was like a guitarist in this band called Tristeza. And um, we were just smoking a lot of weed, playing Uh guitar, experimenting with vintage pedals and all this stuff, Mm -hmm. you know. And um, he was telling me this story one day about how him and his friends were, like, in this watering hole, and they were in the water, and that, like, it was, like, like a sea of mercury. Like, it was murky and all this weird, like, metallic looking. And then the cops came, and they were, like, like, busting them, and, like. It was like this whole elaborate story, and I was like, "Dude, let's let's write a song. Like, let's write a song about it."
0: You could say, "Fucking
2: yeah, okay, let's Let's fucking write a song about that." Yeah, and so we just smoke a little more, like, dun, dun. dun, dun, and then we're like, "Yeah, all right, throw the big muff on it." Yeah, all right, you know, gnarly. And so then I just started like I got into this fantasy world about like you know, being in that situation and Mm -hmm. just the the song just came.
0: (laughs) You have the idea and the content in your head already for the video, music video for these two songs. I
2: know. We need someone to shoot it. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think that's also, like, one of the things that I'm really going to enjoy as being, like, a new, like, performer is uh, I think, like, experimenting with my look and, like, getting to communicate my art through visuals, too, I think is such a very fun part about being um an artist and a great extension to get to connect with other people mm-hmm. but again it's like yeah meeting people to help you out to do all that stuff for sure and money money money
0: <laughs> Wait, yeah so when is uh, your next show
2: we don't have anything, we don't booked. Have anything booked yeah currently. Okay. so you know everyone out there book us Yeah,
0: no. <laughs> but you're out on soundcloud we have um, you, our personal bandcamp. stuff is on soundcloud yeah. and then the band is on so bandcamp. we're
2: on bandcamp um cactus flowers band um we're on facebook we're on instagram um so you can keep in touch with us all those ways but yeah the music's for free on bandcamp right now we have 3 songs out um we have some live videos that are on youtube if you want to okay. see us live um but, yeah, we're
0: just looking to do more. And the CD will be out, you're thinking? July, July, for July, sure. July, for and sure. And then it'll be on Spotify. But it will and all be the... on
2: Spotify, iTunes, Amazon very soon. Yeah, we're doing the whole TuneCore thing, so yep. any day now.
0: <laughs> what are your thoughts about the way music is uh, consumed now versus the way it was consumed maybe when you were a lot younger?
2: It is so different Like, especially working in the music industry, Um, previously, one of the things that left a distaste in my mouth was the way that people just used artists. Like, I mean, they still do to Mm -hmm. this day, of course. But, like, I felt it was very hard for, like, the little guys like me to do anything. But now it's amazing because everyone can do anything by themselves, like Spotify, YouTube. Like, it's just anyone can... Be an artist, and younger people are really enjoying getting to know artists that people have never heard of, you know and and I think that that's so refreshing.
0: yeah, I think the resources is available now to people i mean if we if we wanted to, we could make a song recorded today and release it, and it's available to everyone yeah. on the internet, which is crazy when I started I out I don't know if I have it it's I had a four track recorder with the cassette tape, mm. you know. And if I wanted people to hear that music, I had to make copies of that cassette or send off to disc makers and pay tons of money to try and get a CD made. Oh my Uh, Lord, I had one of those. I tried
2: to use it and then it stayed in the garage for like a year. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, I got to get rid of this. And I took it to the pawn shop and they were like, we don't really buy those anymore. (laughs) But uh, here's 40 bucks. I'm like... (laughs) <laughs> done. Give me that chromatic tuner pedal. I'll take it.
0: Yeah. And no. then I'm
2: like, ew, chromatic tuner pedal. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's
2: Where's my Snark? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> no, the way gear has changed, you know, it's just amazing what you can do. So we're recording this podcast on a little recorder which before, you know, you would need all this elaborate equipment. It's just really amazing. And I think it's opened up the opportunity for a lot more people that are creative to create instead of being stuck with only the lucky or the ones that were just happened to have the available resources to go to a studio and record and put music out, which I think is cool, and you were worked in a record store, you said, yeah, so how is that um, when you think about the way people buy music now, when you go in to the very odd chance that you run into a record store or music shop, I mean the old days you'd go into the mall you 'd have a sam good you'd have you know maybe two or three easily places to go in yeah put headphones on listen to samples of music flip through the cds look at all this stuff now it's it's crazy to to go into a store and and i remember when the best buys and stuff started trimming back on the amount of music they'd have available so but now you've got you know on your phone you've got any song you want pretty much if you want Mm
3: -hmm. yeah it's totally um but i i think i think vinyl having come back um has helped a little bit in the uh, physical um, music buying sure um, you know at least for the people who who need to own it but that's not that's not that many people really i mean if, if, if I heard a, that
0: vinyl like this past year was like a over twenty percent i mean jump which is crazy
3: yeah it, it it is and i I think that's the best way to both listen to music and and to like kind of experience it with the artwork and just have all that stuff. And it's cool if there's a lyric sheet. Oh, man, and, that's the best. you know, just having the two sides of, of an album, you know, just that kind of feel, I think, got, I think is the way. There's
0: some vinyl there in the, in the bottom mm-hmm. shelves there. So my dream is to have a room where I can just have this really comfortable leather lounge chair with some really awesome headphones and, and be able to just play some music. Mm-hmm. Michelle's looking at me from we over there. Actually, have that. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is not the ideal setup. The it's The junkies, it is,
1: maybe. I
2: yes, know. yeah.
0: I, I need to have <laughs> I my. I see oh. you
2: there right <laughs> now. <can> we <laughs> all have that dream. If yeah. you're a vinyl lover, yeah, we all dreams. have that dream. <laughs> 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 it's funny because, like, you know, we said Mark has to go to work. He's going to work at Cactus.
0: Okay, <laughs> I,
4: I work at a record store. Oh, <laughs> you work.
0: <laughs> Why didn't you say that earlier? Like, I was is. going to. I was just like. We were going to do one of our CD releases at Cactus, actually. Oh, nice. Uh, some, in a band called Red Red Iris, and we were going to... Oh, I've heard of... The... Yeah. Wait, that's yeah. you? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Dude, we played with them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we were talking about doing uh, an, a, a CD release at Cactus, but like an acoustic version. Okay. And, you oh, know, yeah. if you've heard us before, we're not really acoustic at all, so... Yeah, but
2: that'd be cool. There's yeah. like...
0: A few of us that are like, yeah, let's do the acoustic thing. And we have a couple that are like, wow, the music loses it, the whole vibe. I'm oh, like, whatever. no, man. I said, you know, we get uh, Jay on a cajon playing some percussion. I'll show up with just one little bit of keyboard, not my whole big old keyboard set up, a couple acoustic guitars. I think it'd be really awesome. I love acoustic music. I right love on. to hear mm. a stripped down version of a song. And I love to hear a song that's performed by the songwriter, uh, which I think is just there's just something that comes different through that.
2: Definitely.
0: So cactus, tell me about working at Cactus, man. You gotta you gotta give us the inside <laughs> scoop on that. It's cool. We were there for the release of what was uh, the book release, Michelle? Uh, Shea Serrano and his first book was
2: basketball and other things. Oh yeah, no. Shea Serrano. No, no, no. It was the coloring book. It was the, the hip hop coloring, coloring book? The hip hop coloring book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I nice. wasn't there for that. You weren't there. Brilliant. Yeah. He went to his book signing and what's his name was
4: there from UGK. Uh, Bun B was there. Bun B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, I know of it, but I didn't. I wasn't there. Miko
2: the Case is gonna be there tomorrow. Wow. That's right. She's doing a meet and greet. That's awesome. So are you working tomorrow? What's up? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's that what's noon? up? How do what's I get up? there? It's How do I get into the Can back door? A and...
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll I, buy the music I don't care take my money Nico. i work tomorrow so,
0: so that's an awesome uh, place yeah. I mean that I think that's one of the few places they've kept that vibe they've kept it alive yeah it's like there's, one of the oldest yeah, fucking record stores out there yeah just yeah. so cool so nice. I wish there were more of those and I understand that things times change but there's something about flipping through music and just going through and seeing what's out there uh, I miss buying CDs I, lo- I used to love uh, Matt you're talking about the liner notes and the lyrics man mm-hmm. that was for me listening to the music and then the experience of, of flipping through the photos and reading the credits and what they who they were thinking who they worked on that was that's like the for me the full package yeah instead of downloading a song in an mp3 and then play it and I listen to the music but that's it there's, no, there's there's nothing else
3: yeah you know I'll listen to things on spotify but I find that I'm listening to things that I own physically you know because it's stuff I love right and so to me that that makes it legitimate, you know, even though, you know, I do pay for the service, but I also get to um listen to new bands, you know, mm-hmm. such as, you know, us that that don't have the exposure. So I I like the accessibility of, of something like that because it you can be at home and do it. Now, you know, you could walk into a record store and, and find an album cover that looks interesting and be like, Oh, what is this? And pick it up. And it's Zen arcade Mm -hmm. by Husker do. And you bring it home and it's one of the best albums ever. And Mm -hmm. it's a pleasant surprise, but that doesn't always happen. Yeah. So, you know, when you're at home and you're just kind of like scrolling through different things, it it makes it a little bit easier. You're not, you're not putting that money down for the gamble of, is this good? Will I like this. Right. You know, sad story is I, I I own a huge CD collection. And
0: uh, I used to DJ a long time ago. My older brother and I DJ'd for years. And uh, so that's why we have vinyl. I still have the Techniques 1200 turntables. We all DJ too, yeah. yes, by the way. We yeah we so, yeah. And then at some point, I, I read a book about clearing out clutter from your life and eliminating stuff you don't need and minimizing this minimalistic. So I decided to take all my CDs and put them in those little uh, binders and I have cases down here and they're like double and triple stacked inside and I threw all the cases and I threw <gasps> all the liner liner uh, notes I, I kept them and stacked them up but as I started seeing how many I had I was thinking I can always download this info from the internet and I threw oh, it all away no. and man I regret that so much yeah. uh, it's so bad and, and it you know the cds are I still have the music but all that stuff that I really liked, I cannot believe I got rid of it, that stupid book that was telling me to get rid of stuff because it was supposedly it was going to make my life better because I wouldn't have so much clutter. I understand now that I, I thrive off of clutter, so but <laughs>
3: the the opposite of that is the more vinyl you have, the heavier it gets to move. Yes you know? yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's great collecting music, whether it's CDs or, or vinyl, because it all, it all stacks up pretty quickly. Um, yep. But yeah, so like having the accessibility on your phone if you're out and about, you're going for a jog or you're at the coffee shop, you know, reading or something. I love that. I love just having it streamlined and, and you know, sure. just being on the fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Cool. Let's jump into the third song. Uh, what's the name of it, Jess?
2: The third song is Turquoise Prince. Amen.
0: Prince, let's do the same thing here tell me the story do you have the whole music video laid out in your head as well i mean duh
2: magazine. <laughs> um okay so uh, this is funny this story came about um i was sitting at this bar called poison girl that, you know some i used to frequent mm-hmm. and um there were these two regulars and they're all tattooed up guys my age and um they went through this like Face where they were all wearing, like, turquoise, like, rings. Okay. And they looked like biker. And I was like, so gorgeous, these guys. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know, like, and I was with someone. I was just, like, admiring from afar, Uh you know. And then in my mind, I was like, man, I just really wish they'd just, like, throw me on the back of their motorcycle and just drive out, you know. Uh Like, and you're in, like, Arizona in the desert. And then it's just, like, this turquoise prince, like, you know, he's taking me away to save me, but really, like, I'm the one that's saving him.
0: <laughs> Somebody who's listening to this needs to get together with Jess and Cactus Flowers and work on these <laughs> videos, because I think they'd be really good. I think they'd be really well. <laughs> Okay, well, um, I'm out of questions for now. We did a great job uh, going through them. Uh, you guys want to let us know where people can find you online? Uh, you've mentioned Instagram Bandcamp, but do you have the addresses or any other places that uh, they can look for you?
2: So Bandcamp is cactusflowers.bandcamp.com. Okay. Um, Instagram is going to be flowers band, and the Facebook is also flowers band. And if you want to email me about videos or shows or anything, I mean, we'll definitely slide in my DMs, you know, on Insta, (laughs) you know, Um, but you can email the band at um, cactusflowershtx at gmail.com.
0: Awesome, guys. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for playing live, bringing your equipment on a Saturday. I look forward to, to listening to some of your music and the CD releases coming up. And uh, I'd love to play with you guys again as well. So totally. we'll see if we can uh, get Totes. a show. If you guys get a show, let us know. If we get yes. one, we'll reach out to you. And ditto. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Thank you so much. Any last words from anyone?
3: Thanks for having us. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: peace, love, and
3: love. Ah, there you go. Damn.
4: Right on.
1: Shifting time will open up your oven. mind to see what's on the rise And then you turn and fight so you can hide What you feel on the inside Yeah, faster, harder than you've ever gone Take a look and then one are gone My with friends will find a full place Guest is there when I taste his grace. (gasps)